Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about a very wonderful classic Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. Okay. You're, you're playing it like that, are you? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It aired uh, July 1989. Uh, the studio is Ghibli, and its source is a novel, but more specifically children's novels, children books. And it runs for an hour 45, and the genres are adventure, comedy, drama, magic, romance, and fantasy. Okay. I'm not quite sure where the, the romance is, but okay. The romance is more so between Kiki and Tombo, because she, she does like him. She actually has feelings for him, but being that they're both like preteens, teenagers, like 13, mm-hmm. 14 years old, they don't know how to properly show their emotions <laughs> like most all teenagers. I, you know, Joe, all I can say is the entire time I was thinking of that Drake song. I'm not going to sing it now because I don't want to get demonetized, but well, you don't want to get flagged for, for horrible singing. That's what it would well, be. The, see, here's the thing. You can flag me all you want for horrible singing. Just don't take our videos down. Don't, don't, don't well, strike our account. Well, they can't. I mean, I mean like that, that wouldn't be something that they could do because it's anyways, anymore. <laughs> anyways, they would take us down because of your horrible singing, not because, of, because you tried singing hurtful, <laughs> hurtful, but true, <laughs> but true. Yeah. Fair, fair. It, it, it is true. <laughs> so yes, this is actually a, uh, based off of children's novels and there's a lot of things in there. A lot of, a lot of, uh, like hints or nods towards the actual books, like uh, at the very beginning when you see Kiki actually taking off, mm-hmm. it's not because and and she hits the tree and the bells chime, right? The reason why those bells are there and they never really explain it in the movie, they never explain it at all actually in the movie, is there's actually bells in all the trees around the around her home town up at the top because while she was flying, she would lose concentration, she would lose focus. And start drifting down and hit the tops of the trees. And so the Hmm. bells would help wake her up and get her refocused so that way she can continue on to fly. So I saw that and I thought that maybe it was so they could locate her or like, you know, oh my God, somebody dropped out of the sky. Uh, We need to go help them. Where are they? Well, where did you hear the the bells most recently? Because obviously witches are not. In this particular story timeline, witches are not unheard of, and witches are not witches are not unheard of and or uncommon. Well, the reason actually, I actually they are pretty uncommon. They're kind of think of them like a dying breed, right? They're not as common as they once were, and they're nowhere near as powerful as they once were. And so that's why it's really important for them to go to a city where there are no other witches to expand, to, to grow like that. Because if they go to where, where another witch is, they're not going to be able to expand or grow beyond that. 
So they okay. want to make sure they have the greatest footprint footprint possible. Okay, I can see that. Um, the the only other witch we see other than Kiki's mom is complete and utter just stuck up. I can tell the future because I, that's that's what I learned how to do. Well, good for you. Maybe learn some manners. No. Salem witch trials were meant for people like you. Oh, damn, man. That's harsh. Oh, dude. Yeah. She's you, only 14. Not, what do you expect? It, She's a 14 year old girl. What do you she, expect? She was rude. She it, was pompous. She was a teenager. No, no, no. That goes beyond. If you can tell the future, you should be able to tell yourself hey, how to be a look, better person. Just saying. She was a love fortune teller. And she loves being rude, apparently. Whatever. She's a teenager. What do you like? Uh, have you forgotten your time in high school, sir? Like where you dealt with and you were and there. Were, I was not angsty. I'm not saying you were angsty. I'm just saying, have you forgotten all the rude people that we had to deal with oh, all the okay. time? <laughs> I thought you were saying I was. I'm like, bro, you were there. Like, no, I'm saying <laughs> like every all the all, uh, we had some cool friends. We hung out with some cool people. Yes. But the, have you forgotten the majority of how many people were rude <sighs> and just pompous or stuck up or or pick your flavor as to whatever it is? You know, looking back, you don't really focus on the negatives so much as you focus on the good times. I remember you, Manuel. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Oh man. My point has been made. Thank you, sir. Oh <laughs> uh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Don't remember too many other people. Jeez. That's worrisome. I, I legitimately don't remember too many other people. Oh, I remember a lot of people before for because I had daily interactions with them and I hung out with them a lot too. But yeah, just you. Does that make me a loner? Dear Lord. No wonder owl, I'm okay sir, traveling. Owl, because you're a lone wolf. <laughs> I was going to say, no wonder it's so easy for me to move all across the country doing different jobs. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so, yep. But, I mean, like, honestly, how the how the younger people who are in their teenage years and everything like that, being adolescent, it really comes across, across the their age really comes across that way because that's how they're supposed to come across. No, so yes, I do agree with that. But what I will say is, I judging from that lens, looking at it through that that point of view, that little kid's got a massive pair of gonads on him to be able to handle rejection like that. Oh, Tombo? Yeah, like straight up, she ignored him. She left him on red, essentially, but like in person. <laughs> dude's, was, got, dude's got heart. All right, yeah. I give Tombo mad respect because he. I, he didn't give up. He was like, hey, no. you know what? That's cool. I still like you. I still am infatuated <laughs> with you. I'm still going to come talk to you. I'm going to invite you and all this. And she did like him, too. Yeah, but, dude, Tombo showed up looking spiffy. I was thinking he was, like, one of the poor stragglers who was driving a beat-up car. That was kind of weird. You got a whole bunch of kids riding on a little beater car that looks like they barely were able to keep it together. That in in and of itself should have been a magic by itself. Just having that car not fall apart as they're driving it. Yeah. However. Okay. However, he was originally driving in the backseat of that looking raggedy. And then he shows up in a three piece with a little handkerchief triangle thing coming out with a Rolex. Like what? I mean, I don't, 
it, it is what it is, man. I mean, personally, I didn't see the watch or the handkerchief popping out, but I saw the three piece rolling. I mean, like the dude was stressed up. He wanted to make a great impression. He really likes her. It was for him, for Tombo. It was love at first sight. Yeah. And that's where the romance comes in. All right. That's oh, honestly, yeah, I, can, I can, I can see that. Okay. Cause he does. He, he, he's infatuated with her. He loves that. She can fly. He wants to be friends with her at the very least. He wants to be with her. He's, he's got a thing for her and that's where the, and she's got a thing for him. She doesn't well, want see, to admit it, but yeah. she does. Well, see, what I thought was going on was he was just infatuated with the fact that he found a girl that can fly. Just that that right there, in my opinion, was his selling point. Everything else was just cherries, cherries on top. And what I thought was kind of cool and what I thought was at the very least troublesome for me was why was she stuck? Why was Kiki stuck only using brooms that appeared a lot wilder due to her magic than the normal to fly on, right? Imagine if you will, because it looked like she was making that little bicycle fly. It looked like she was using her own little magic and, and, and helping it fly as well. Yeah. Imagine if it, you didn't have to get stuck with brooms, essentially. Yeah. I mean, well, that's one of the reasons why that they said, I, she said, Kiki said, I don't know. When he asked if, if she made it stay up in the air, if she made it fly, she, her response was, I don't know. It is possible. And it is possible. It just depends on how good or, or how powerful you are at magic. Um, from what little research I have done, uh, the witches that are of the today for them, they're nowhere near the power level that they once were. And this is referenced a couple of times, very, very, very lightly. Like when Gigi tells Kiki, the crows are ungrateful and they used to listen to the witches and they don't, but they don't anymore because you know mm. they're not as powerful and have no real need for them. That's your takeaway from that? Well, okay. the not need for them is a kind of a broad term. I mean, like Kiki has no need for crows. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe she doesn't even need a cat. But the thing that got me going, the thing I don't understand, and here's my biggest gripe: the whole thing. And and don't, for the love of God, don't just write it off as a kids' novel because Studio Ghibli picked it up. All right. All right. She lost her powers. Very similar to the storyline of mm. the Spider-Man, the first one, right? Right, because she was uh, having a struggle in herself internally. And I don't know if you watched it dubbed or subbed. Dubbed. Okay. There is some slight translation differences in between the subs and dubs. Just a slight from what you can. You can't find a true subtitle because, it, I, mean, I mean, like it's, you can't really find it anymore unless you want to pay some good money. And yeah, we, Disney... We we ended up buying it. Yeah. But no, even it, then, like, even then, like well, th those aren't the true subtitles oh. for it. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's, it's, it was done by another company for a different studio before Disney picked it up. And then Disney did their dub titles is basically what it is. Really? I, yeah. And they changed the actual voice actors too. I think it was. So it was revoiced as well. Oh, when Disney picked it up. I did not see that happening. Yeah. So um, anyways, there is a reference to her actually having an internal struggle with her growing up and and becoming her own person. And she actually does reference this. Okay. I guess my question was it didn't resolve in the in the movie. It went from having no powers to I need them in, a, in an emergency, overcoming it, 
And then kind of sort of not having her own control. Breaking a broom, saying she's going to make a new one and stealing it from someone else. She said borrowed, but she never gave it back. Theft. And that we know of. That we know <laughs> that, of. <laughs> that we know of. And it just... Well, you, all, you have to give it a little bit of a timeline frame here, okay? So, yeah, she she's losing her powers. It's not like she lost her powers and then an hour later had them back because that timeline is completely wrong. And she only got her powers back when she had the resolve in herself that this is what she truly wanted because she was going through her own internal struggle. And one of the things that they don't really convey in the movie is that when she's doing these this delivery service, she -hmm. doesn't have time to really practice magic with anything else because she's actually really busy a majority of the time. And so she's not able to truly develop as a witch like she wants to. And then she starts struggling because the problem, why she wants to, or why she lost her powers is because she sees Tombo with all his friends. And then she sees the one girl that she took the pie to sees that they're having fun. They're hanging out with all these friends and everything like that. And they're not going out there and worrying about working or, or trying to become a full fledged witch or anything else. And they're actually out there having kids and she's having to be an adult in so many words. She has not having kids. They're, they're being kids, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They're acting like kids, Mm. uh, like children, teenagers having fun, not really worried about anything, not having to worry about working or anything like that for the next year, making it on your own. And so that's an internal struggle for her. And so she's conflicted with that. She's like, do I really want to be a witch? Do I really want to have to go through all this for the next year? Or do I want to just go out and have fun with Tombo and all his friends and everyone else? And when she sees Tombo starting to fall and she can't do anything and she takes the broom, she's resolving herself to actually, you know, this is the path that I want. This is what I want to do. I want to go out there and be a witch, but I can also have some fun. It doesn't have to be all work. And that's ultimately the kind of discussion that she also has with Ursula too. Ursula's like, look, you're not going to know it when it hits you, but it will hit you and you'll be fine. Like you, it'll come back. You know, you're just having basically a moment where you're not inspired and you're feeling really defeated in the choices that you've made. And you feel like you can't progress because it's like, well, you know, this is what am I doing all this for? And then writer's block kind of writer's block. And then it'll just come back to you and you'll come to the realization that, you know, this is either what you do or don't want to do and you'll move on with your life. And, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. same thing with the, with Gigi, Gigi cats, the black cats for, uh, the witches are born. They're, they're raised together. So they have mm-hmm. this intimate relationship together and it's never really explicitly said that she could understand Gigi all the way throughout like he, but they have this understanding Mm -hmm. and at the end he, he actually doesn't talk again. They never actually talk. He just meows. And that was actually a way for the writer, the writer in the book also, if I remember correctly said that that was a symbolization of her actually growing and not having to rely so much on, on his guidance that that was actually coming from her. Kind of like, um, as if she was giving up her imaginary friends. Yeah, basically. That's harsh. That's very deep as far as cartoons are supposed to go. And I've never met an Ursula who was good, apparently, aside from this. <laughs> Fair enough. So, like, but that's your lord. My personal take on it, from what I've read, what I know, and my own personal interpretations. 
I just wish they'd have explained. They had plenty of time. They had ample time. This was an hour and what? 37 minute movie? 45. 45. Oh, even more. So hour and 45 minute movie. And they went from, I just barely saved the boy I like to, and I barely have control over my powers to skipping probably a year out, a year ahead. He's completed his plane, which thought was awesome. Not going to lie. That, that looked that looked legit. <laughs> like I was looking at that and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder what it would take for me to first, I got to get athletic. So once we get that done, I can start buying materials. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say a year, but 2030, you think oh, it's more less, far less because he was talking about how they could com- completed the prototype design and everything like that. That's part of the party. So they already had the body basically done. They were just trying to work on the propeller. Oh. So well, it's he had not a that, weird, weird propeller then. He does. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. I mean, it's look, it takes place in a fictitious time period mm-hmm. where World War II never happened and it's in the 50s. All right. And it's a combination of like Sweden, Germany, San Francisco, and God mm-hmm. knows how many other places all meshed into one for this area. I mean, like, you yeah. really want, want realism out of it? A guy can dream. A guy can dream. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'll no, allow I, it. I did. I will allow it. There was a few things in here that I thought were kind of cool. Okay. Her her mom, who looked like it specialized in potions and medicine, still had the the. I'm not going to call it the cuteness, but she she had a. Uh, I don't know innocence. A. Uh, uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it. She still messed up, but in a super cute way. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the potions that she was messing with would explode in her hand. She's like, ah, oh, darn. But it wasn't like a, you messed up. It was a, these things happen. And it's like, if a kid messes up, you're like, oh, at least you tried kind of thing. You know? Yeah. She only messed up on one potion. Two. The first one didn't mess up. Yeah. No. First one blew ha- up in her hand. Right? No. No. So she did. The, it blew up in her hand tw- two times, two separate times. No, the the first potion that you see her, she only does two potions. The first one was fine. The second one blows up. But because her husband came in and said she got a, he finally got a letter from Kiki. Yeah, that was when it blew up the second time. It blew up originally when she was trying to mix the the rheumatoid arthritis medicine or something like that for the older lady in the beginning. No, like she did magic powers and it didn't blow up. It had the reaction that she wanted it to. I just saw it. I was like. Say- I know three hours ago i did too kiki came in and the first one blew up and she made another one um anyway moving moving forward i thought it was really cute that they didn't look at her as a failure and it was one of those things that just just happened just ah and she always had a spare one to come up with and and keep going so i thought that was kind of cute and her dad uh the animation style makes people have really big foreheads or really really weird looking side creases Mm mm-hmm it was really hard to get around, at least with the adults. The kids look normal, but oh, and <laughs> that bike propeller, the fair that when they were showing the prototype, all I could think of is they started if the guy if that was going and he the kid starts to wave, oh, his hand is gone. His hand's gone. The front propeller just I mean, well, well you <laughs> know, I mean, like when you're that close to it, I mean, like if the dude just inches forward just a yeah. little bit, he, his face is gone. If he breaks a little too hard, it, it just jolts a little done. Oh, man. And this is how I know I've, I've been watching too much 
not gore, but just gruesome stuff as far as mm-hmm. anime goes. When that propeller flew up in a way and they crashed, I'm like, oh, he's fine now. But when he goes, oh, man, that was close. I'm expecting like a shunk either right next to him or like lopping his head off or something. (laughs) Why would you like it's Studio Ghibli? Like, how would your mind even go there? The funny thing is, you say that my girl said that because I was like, watch, it's going to happen. She goes, it's it's Studio Ghibli. But when do they ever know? You need to stop watching what you're watching. And I'm like, but uh, you got a point. You got a point. I don't know why I thought that. I know why I thought that because the stuff I've been watching recently, it's just that no one ever gets a break. <laughs> like, so I watched another recently and that that's kind of why my head went there, but it's, it, I, I bet your head went there because I want to say terraform Mars. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You got a point. You got a point. And I, so on that note, I was going to make that my, the second season, my, this, this week's little, uh, little episode. But to be perfectly honest, you didn't like the first season so much that I don't want to subject you to the second season. No, you know me and how I I love completing things. So I will uh, watch the second season, despite the fact I've seen some clips and the animation is completely different. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll make that one my next choice then. But yeah, I was going to try to be nice and and throw another lighthearted little movie out there. Uh Um, The Studio Ghibli, because we were looking at uh, the list that was going on and on. And it was just masterpiece after masterpiece, just looking good. And I mean that sincerely. I don't mean that. It sounds like I'm being sarcastic, I promise. But I, I mean that genuinely. There was a few in there that I, if we don't come across this coming week, we'll, we'll definitely have to make that a few of my choices. Um, but so going back to my biggest problems with with this this show, this movie, was it at the end? It didn't resolve in in a satisfactory manner for me. Like we okay. saw, we saw the buildup, we saw the turmoil, we saw the trouble, we saw the possible solution, and then it skips over actually confirming what would would be a good solution, and it goes to happily ever after. And when you mentioned that it was a child's movie, that makes total sense. A child's well, book, obviously, child's movie, but child book. Well, the blimp scene was the built-in climax by Miyazaki. It wasn't part of the books. He needed to have that climactic point. So that way, in the movie, he could have her come to that realization at a quicker point than what comes in the books. So that way, he could write in there that she comes to the realization that she needs her powers. Her powers are ultimately a good thing. And so that way, she can save the boy she actually has a fancy for. Hmm. Okay. Cause I was taking from it. Like it was a very solid love triumphs overall type of type of story. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping that Ursula would turn out to be a, a, like a witch. And she, instead of communicating with cats, communicate with crows. And so she, it would have been a really nice reveal if she had always had an affinity and listened to the crows and they were able to tell her what happened. And she was, that's why she found the cat because the crows were saying like, you know, egg eater and all that stuff. That would have been a really nice tie in. And especially with the whole, you know, I once had a, a painter's block and I couldn't do this and I couldn't to try to guide a younger student, if you will. But like a, a more instead of a, a proper witch as Kiki is because Kiki's got her mom to teach her how to do stuff. Uh, Ursula would have been more of a. um a darker story, if you will, like her mom 
didn't teach her how to be a witch, wanted to shun the thing, and she found her powers on the on her own kind of thing. Like a side story that would have that would have aided the the main story. If that makes uh, sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, all Ursula was was a like a teenager that lives in the cabin during the summer. That's why she said, "Only come visit me during the summer because that's when I'm here." Yeah. Well, see, when she said that, I didn't think that she lived in the city. I thought, oh, that's when she goes back to wherever to to learn about magic or or something. So again, that's just probably me trying to put a more complex backstory on someone who just wasn't filled out. Probably. I mean, they were just there for a couple scenes. Yeah. A couple of important mean, scenes, like like yeah. very, very, very pivotal scenes. Because I don't think if, I don't know where that, that, that life lesson of, uh, you just got to decide what you want kind of thing. Because we wouldn't have found that out from the baker lady. Yeah. And nobody else seemed to, aside from the grandma. The grandma might have been the one, and oh god, I I I sorely detested the granddaughter because I felt like she was a little bit too too far gone, too rude. I felt like she didn't deserve such a nice grandma. Well, no, she didn't, I and mean, that's the point. And same thing with the grandma saying, "Hey, I had such a wonderful time with you, and I enjoyed our interaction with each other." Here's a cake, disguised it as a, I need you to make a delivery. Yeah, that was kind of cute. It, it it struck me as a kind of almost everyone was kind of adopting her so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it just went from everyone to kind of ignoring her to everyone except not, not just accepting her, but wanting them in the life. And Oh my God, flat out the funniest part of the entire movie of the entire movie was grandma's helper. I forget what her name was. Uh, Bertha, Bertha, that lady had such glee in her face. And and such disdain when the TV reporter was like dropping the camera. She goes, oh, this was so good on the TV. Watching a blimp sideline everything. She was like, this is great TV. Yes. This, this is amazing. I thought that was awesome, too. I was like, man, she's unusually happy, but that's awesome. And yeah. And her face, like she was saying remorseful things, but her face had the like, creepy smile. And you're like, you are uh, deprived of action. <laughs> woman <laughs> like oh this is horrible but i can't stop watching <laughs> okay <laughs> remind me not to get on your bad side yeah no kidding right jeez and I, I it was kind of weird for me like i didn't i couldn't differentiate what made witches special because obviously it's not the broom is it, it, it was it the belief in the, the ability i don't know they never specify that i don't think they ever will i mean like it's been almost what 30 years been almost 40 Seriously? years it's been almost 40 years all right it's been uh, 32 years i don't think we're getting a sequel here <laughs> no we're not but that honestly that surprises me more than anything else it's almost as old as me and it's it the 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 visual graphics hold up oh, yeah. what i will say is it makes perfect sense that you say they'd be dubbed over it again they did a repeat of the audio recording because when we were watching it on the tv I, there were certain scenes that I was thinking to myself, the sound is, is distorted almost like we blew a speaker. So we brought it up on the cell phone. We played it on there and the same sound happened. So it, it just, it audio wise, um, it felt like it felt like somebody dubbed over it, like recorded, did a dub and then did a dub over that dub. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it's Disney. So I'm pretty sure they didn't have an issue getting the original. original right. Stuff. Yeah. So, 
I mean, like, but I don't know. I mean, like, it's been 32 years. They could have had their problems. They could have had their issues then. You yeah. never know. You never oh, know. Just curious. Who was your favorite voice actor? Did you watch it sub or dub? Uh, I've seen it both ways, bro. Okay. So let's go with the dubbed version currently, because that's the only one I've seen. We had the option to buy for, I think, like almost 20 bucks, either the English or the subbed. And my girl was like, look, it's on my account, but let's let's go with the dubbed, because I don't, I don't read <laughs> this. I've only ever seen the dubbed, and I, I want to keep it that way. Okay. So, um, favorite voice actor? Fate Bill not, Hartman. Uh, okay, maybe I should have been a little bit more specific, because unfortunately, I don't know who that is. Phil Hartman? Yeah. You know who Phil Hartman is. I'm pretty sure I, I've done, seen his work before. Which character did he play? Gigi. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask you, who do you think was the best voice actor, like voice character on there? And so you, myself, and my girl all agree the deadpan Gigi was just straight amazingness. Just wow, we're really doing that? Can we no just just the tired delivery just <laughs> yeah. fits yeah. so well. Yeah. yeah. Did we ever find out if she ever talks to Gigi again? She does not. No. She That's does not shame. talk to him again. Because uh it's supposed to symbolize her growth as an individual. Okay. That's a sad. I mean, she can't talk to her best friend. No, she has new friends now. I know, but like I know you've moved a few times growing up. I did too. There was a kid I used to grow up named Richard, or next to named Richard. We were uh, blood brothers. You know, here's a scab, there's a scab, blood brothers kind of thing. Um, when I left from where I was living to another town, another city, uh, we maintained contact, all that stuff, but we slowly, gradually pulled apart. And it was the day I realized we weren't best friends anymore, let alone friends at all. It it was shocking and it sucked. And that scene. Uh, that 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 not seen that scenario where she can't listen to the cat anymore made me think of that and it just it was damn near heartbreaking so and yep that, that's what that's what studio ghibli's really good at it's it it doesn't make specific scenarios that are hard to relate to they make very general scenarios that you're able to pull from your own past and superimpose onto that particular situation so you have feel a little more connection to it at least i think yeah yeah no so, no i i get that i mean hell i'm to be perfectly honest i love you man but i'm really surprised we're still best friends like when we moved apart i was i'm happy beyond all words i want to throw that out there i was i was gonna say man i'm a, I'm a little hurt man i mean like it sounds like you're <laughs> saying you're you're hating that we're <laughs> <friends> still. <laughs> no no like i just like you're not an unpopular guy you're you're very easy to be friends with so i just figured because you know distance makes the heart go fonder or forget i figured that you know things would happen i'm super happy they didn't god super happy they didn't because you were an amazing dude but like yeah, likewise i, I would have i if i was to put odds like <laughs> there's a there's a friend of mine that i'm no longer friends with he actually put odds on you and i being friends in 10 years <laughs> and it was like the low 20 percent <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly he's not my friend anymore and you still are <laughs> hey that's what we call a safe bet if you bet on, on a yes <laughs> right oh god anyway um i think so, we're we're good for a, a rating right yeah sir so on a scale of up to 10 how would you rate this all righty so if you before when i start when i when i first started this conversation it was going to be like the low fours maybe a five that said after our conversation, after certain uh, 
facts were brought to the surface and, and slight issues no longer issues. Um, animation quality was was fairly decent. It holds up over 32 years, so it's got to be spot on. Um, sound quality could be better, but I love the choice of voice actors. Yep, I love the music. You know, I actually didn't even notice the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was there throughout the whole thing. It was. It wasn't overpowering, but it was good. It was just yep. like subliminal. Okay, I can see that. Mm. It was there when it really needed to be there, too. But okay, I was gonna say the opening scene and the closing scene. I definitely remember it there, but throughout, maybe it was just the subtext that was always there. So let's let's assume. But let's let's take that instead of making it a high tier because I was gonna just take the sound category out of that. Um, let's say it mid to high tier for that because I trust your opinion on that. Um, seven. I was gonna go with eight, but I I would ugh. maybe if I watch it again, I might throw an eight on there. Okay. But it'd be a high seven, high seven. Okay, I'm actually going with an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, for all the obvious reasons that I really enjoyed it, I've seen it multiple times. It's great. It holds up over time. Animation, even though it's 32 years old, it holds up really well. Uh, the music, I enjoyed the the like it wasn't really overpowering, and when it was there, it was meant to be prominent it was very fun it was uh and it told a really great story a great journey for for kiki and her coming into her own as a teenager yeah that was i didn't really see it as a coming of age story but given what you you told me before the symbolize the symbolization of the her gigi no longer speaking it makes sense i thought maybe it had to do with loss of innocence because gigi now had <laughs> is now a dad so maybe that had something to do with it, but that's probably me just looking too far into it. Never know. You never know, sir. You never know. All right. Well, that's it for uh, today. Now, how about you tell us what we're watching, sir? Uh, I believe you were saying that you were wanting to watch the second season of Terra for Mars. Yes. Yes. We actually will be transitioning into the next season of Terra for Mars only because you are apparently a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this for over two years. What tells you I'm not a glutton for punishment? Yeah, seriously, though. Some of the crap you have me watch. Uh. And some of the stuff you have me watch. So. <laughs> tit for tat, sir. Tit for tat. Exactly. All right. So thank you for uh, joining us this week. If you enjoyed this week's choice or if you have any very strong opinions about our choices that we have made. For the shows that we have watched or anything else, feel free to reach out to us, featured anime podcast at gmail.com. Those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook, or you can join us in the Discord or leave a comment on YouTube. Link for uh, our Discord will be in the description for us. Feel free to hang out with us in there or talk with us, everything like that. And we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. You get some bonus content. We do usually talk before and after each show. And uh, just for a dollar, you can get uh, in on some of that bonus content. And until next time, I'm Jack. And as the delivery service suggests, we have delivered yet another podcast. I'm Rick, and we'll see you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.